Welcome to Retire Coast, where we discuss all things retirement, life on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, and your financial welfare. Bill Anderson, your host, is a serial entrepreneur, having created many successful businesses and holds a real estate broker's license, speaks about personal experiences with each topic. Listen, learn, and improve the quality of your life. Welcome back to RetireCoast.com podcast. I'm here to talk to you a little bit today about uh, retirement and in particular, a question which has popped up on Quora, which I have answered uh, many, many times before in different forms, but uh, keeps coming back up and people keep reading it. The topic is, what is the biggest expense for retirees? I want to expand on that. I usually don't add a lot in the Quora uh, site. Uh, I have to do a lot of typing, you know. And uh, talking this out is actually a little bit better thing. So for those of you that are considering retiring, everyone will consider it at some point in time or not, but you usually you don't start considering it until you're in your 50s, unfortunately. Uh, would be good to plan a little bit earlier than that, but here you are. And you're saying, well, I've got to do some planning, so what is the biggest expense? Um, I think in some respects, uh, you probably know that uh, the cost of your dwelling is going to be usually your largest expense, but not always. Medical can become your largest expense, even if it isn't when you first retire, which it isn't for most people, but it certainly can overtake any other costs later in retirement. Now, Medicare is a good program. There's no doubt about it. It covers most costs but it has limits. And I know some people that are experiencing that now. Uh, there is a uh, person, uh, there's probably many people in this situation, that has uh, developed uh, a dementia or Alzheimer's, uh, whichever one you want to call it. And they have exhausted all of the benefits that Alzheimer's patients would be getting, uh, including the uh, care, for example, in the home or at a facility. At that point, you start paying out of your own pocket. And the rate that I understand uh, this person's paying is around $5,000 a month or so, which for many people who are retiring mostly on Social Security and on income from investments that they put in from their 401k or their IRAs, that is a huge amount of money that some people simply can't afford. Uh, what will happen then is you end up selling your house, uh, doing whatever it takes to get some money to take care of this. Now, I'm not trying to scare you because this doesn't happen to everybody. Nevertheless, that would certainly be the highest cost in retirement. So planning ahead is very important and saving as much as you possibly can uh, to help offset any shortage from Social Security or if you have a defined benefit plan, which most people don't have any longer, uh, then you need to consider that you're able to pay both your mortgage payment, all your other costs, and whatever those medical bills are if they come up in the future. But initially, it's going to be that uh, cost. Now, some people think about, well, I'll buy a house and I'll just pay it off and then I won't have a mortgage payment. And that that's good. Uh, however, uh, I almost guarantee you that some point in time, maybe a, a year, two years, five years, 10 years down the road, you will end up with a mortgage on that house to 
pull cash out for something you need. When, if you had given some consideration to your ability to make that payment, because you're going to be paying a rent payment if you're not paying a mortgage payment, for example, um, and you can afford to make that payment with what you're earning, then don't put all your cash into paying off your mortgage because you can put that cash in investments that will earn you equal to or greater than the interest rate that you're paying on the mortgage. And then if you just get a wild hair one day and say, hey, I need to pay off that mortgage, you can always do it. But cash is king. And, you know, I'm speaking from experience, having gone through a few recessions where it was bad out there, you know, the value of the homes was down. For example, back, we've already had two of those, actually three, uh, over the last several decades, times when if you went back to finance that house, you'd get a lot less money for it. So at this point in time, don't bury your cash in that house and make it unavailable if you can afford to make that payment. Now, I've said this in other podcasts as well, but the key thing is that your biggest payment, your biggest cost is going to be your cost of your property you're living in, whether it is going to be a uh, rent or it's going to be a mortgage. And the second biggest cost you may find is the cost of transportation. Now, this can include uh, if you have a motorhome, if you have a boat, uh, you're going to be paying for insurance on these and you're going to be making payments possibly on those. If you have a couple of cars, you're going to be making payments on those unless they're paid off. Uh, and you are going to be making payments on your insurance. Now, there certainly could be other things that are number two. I was really here just to talk about the number one situation and how to get that uh, secured for you. Um, I strongly suggest that uh, back to that number one, which is essentially that uh, house that you're living in or that townhome or that condo, is that you own it and that you buy it and keep it as long as you can because there are basically two stages of retirement. There's the early stage when you retire, say, at 65 or 60 or 68 or, or you know something early on, and you're in pretty good uh, physical condition, and you can stay in the house that you're in or you can buy a house in a lower cost area, which is a smart thing to do. A lot of people are doing that. Uh, leaving their million-dollar houses and moving into a house that costs two hundred fifty thousand or three hundred thousand dollars, I know that I've sold several of those where I am located on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Um, but it's important that you make sure you can cover those payments. Now, I would strongly suggest that you work on a budget. And if you go to retirecoast.com you'll find an article about the budget and you will find a budget spreadsheet that is very comprehensive. There's many tabs to it. You go through that and you create a budget for your retirement. Actually, it's set up so that you can put in more than one location uh, where you're living now, paying whatever you're paying, and then where you might be living later on, paying whatever that is. And then you can actually maybe go in and do a third one and say, well, that's my second stage of retirement. And that's where, you know, I'm getting a little bit older. I can't manage the house. I don't need a big house. We want to downsize for uh, all kinds of reasons, not necessarily financial, but you want to downsize. And then you put that those numbers in too. And take a look at what comes out on the bottom. You're either going to be short or you're going to be over. If you're over, that's great. That money goes into uh, savings or you 
can use that to enhance your lifestyle. If you're short, you're going to have to cut back on something. So that budget is absolutely critical because it's going to help you deal with that largest cost in retirement. It's going to help you deal with all of the costs in retirement. And to not do a budget is just not smart. You need to go through uh, your budget and indicate everything that's in there from your golf memberships to donations to charity to um, uh, gifts to your children, all the utilities, the insurance on your car and truck. And then when you've done all of that, then you need to add to it for inflation and say, well, if inflation is going to go up 2% or 3% a year, where am I going to be? Because remember, uh, you're on essentially a fixed budget when you're retired. You are earning Social Security benefits, but those never keep up with the actual inflation rate. You're always in arrears, and whatever they give you, including that large one that they had given a while back, around 8%, is not enough. It's just not enough. Uh, if you sit at home and don't do anything, and you don't drive anywhere, you don't buy anything, well, maybe you can get by. But more or less, you won't. Uh, that's the benefit of having a fixed mortgage on the house is because that mortgage payment will not go up. Only the taxes and the insurance, but they're a smaller portion of that. If you rent, the rent rate's certainly going to go up. So again, your number one is the place that you live in, usually. It could be medical benefits. And the budget has a place to put in future medical benefits, or medical costs, rather, for things you may anticipate down the road. Let's say you had a broken leg years ago and the doctor told you you're going to have arthritis, you're going to need uh, maybe some physical therapy later on. Uh, you can plan for that. You can put that in there. And this way you can determine how much you need to retire and where you need to spend your money. You can't keep spending the way you spent before. And in spite of what people tell you, there really isn't a big savings in retirement. It may sound like that. Now, if you were doing a major commute someplace and spending lots of money on fuel, you know, you'll save a little bit there. But believe me, you know, you'll be tempted to order something on Amazon you don't need. Uh, you'll be spending money going out to restaurants because you have more time to do that. You'll be doing things that you didn't do before, taking vacations. All of that costs money. So basically, the expenses you had when you were working, there's a trade-off. It's a lifestyle trade-off. You're going to be doing different things in retirement than you were doing when you were working. Uh, and, uh, and I can tell you that that's absolutely a fact. I can see that not just with uh, my own lifestyle, although I'm still working, um, but for people that have retired that I know, uh, both locally uh, where I'm at, and uh, in other places around the country, I talk to them about this all the time. And this is usually what happens. If you want to do something in retirement, which is often travel uh, or a hobby, it's going to take some money to do that. So again, do not assume that you're going to save money in retirement. Don't make any assumptions whatsoever. Go through the budget that's located at retirecoast.com and use it. It's free. Uh, find out where you're going to be and then read some of the other articles on retirement as well and in particular about uh, buying property, a house, that type of thing. And you'll see uh, articles in there about the difference between renting and owning property. 
So don't take my word for it. Just take a look at the numbers. Then you can do your own research on that topic. And you'll probably find out that uh, I was right, but I'm not the only one. This is pretty general knowledge. Um, give you an example here that people that are, according to the Employment Benefit Research Institute, um, people that are age 65 that own a house have a median uh, wealth, if you will, of about $243,500. And that is compared to people who are renting at $63,500. Now, that may not be your case, but that's the median in the country. That's a big difference, and that difference is probably the equity they built up in the house. Uh, and then the uh, National Bureau of Economic Research says that people who own homes in retirement are ease, more easily able to maintain their standard of living than people who rent in retirement. So I just want to throw those two key things out since we're really talking about that number one cost. Now, getting back to what could be the number one cost or at least number two cost, which is the medical area, you can help yourself. If you are, for example, a little overweight, you're going to find that you may be at risk for diabetes, which comes on in later on as an adult. And all these kind of adult type of or senior type of illness things that come along. Uh, watch your weight, exercise, don't be sedentary, get out and walk around. There's so much information available on the internet with this. Read some articles about it, uh, watch some videos, YouTube videos about it, and improve your health. There's lots of things you can do to improve your health. Maybe you never really focused on it before. Watch what you eat. Uh, everything that you do to improve your health reduces future costs down the road. You can help yourself more than you know. Uh, so that's that could reduce that second cost significantly. Uh, also, the types of medications, uh, pharmaceuticals, that kind of thing, that becomes a huge cost. Again, that's in the medical area. And even if you don't have any type of, of injury to deal with or any type of debilitation, um, the uh, pharmaceuticals can be very, very expensive. There are some uh, uh, pharmacies that are charging $1,200, $2,000, $3,000 a month for medicines for people that are retired. And some of those reasons they're taking those medicines could possibly, possibly go away with the right type of lifestyle. And one of those is the uh, issue with being overweight and all of the uh, uh, attendant problems with that. That's something you can probably do on your own. The other is uh, sedentary lifestyle. You know, the old idea of sitting on the beach with the umbrella drink uh, and uh, basically just sitting on the beach. That's not good. You need to get out. You need to move around. You need to be probably more active as a senior than you ever were when you were coming up, you're raising your kids and yes, you were going back and forth to work, but really were you actually exercising? Were you getting out? And if you weren't, it's time to start doing that now. Don't wait. The earlier you start, the better it is, the better it will improve your health. As I said, you can really help reduce the cost of medical care in retirement by taking care of yourself. And you can also reduce many, many other costs by doing some planning with the budget I mentioned. So go to retirecoast.com, take a look at that budget, 
and I thank you for coming to this podcast. Please come to our other podcast and read our wealth of information on our blog site, which is retirecoast.com, on many topics related to finance, retirement, investments, uh, and lifestyle, particularly on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. I uh, wish you come down and come visit us. This is one of the beautiful places in the country to live, and it's also one of the lowest cost areas in the country to live. So thank you again for coming, and I welcome you to come back to another podcast for retirecoast.com.